0: Hey to family, welcome to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. We know this message will draw you closer to God's word, his will and his way wherever you are. Enjoy the message. The, the title of the word for today is at midnight. So say with me, at midnight. And it's based on the book of Acts chapter 16. And you know how sometimes you hear a message twice? um and then you know the second time you're like oh wow now i really get it so if you heard this before um i want you to really listen to god's voice through this message and if this is your first time listening to this i'm pretty sure god is going to speak to your life in a powerful way so you know when when i was a kid that we used to go to my grandparents house and They used to to own, like, a little farm in the country of Colombia. Um, In a little place, uh, I don't know if you know, but Colombia is very famous for emeralds. That's, like, one of the things that Colombia is known for. You know, apart from coffee, good-looking people. And uh, (laughs) I'll say the third one will be soccer. Um, But, you know, there are some Argentinians and Chileans, so I'm sorry. Um, But... Colombia is known for emeralds, too. So right next to where the emeralds are, that's the town my, my grandparents owned, a little farm. And we used to go there for vacation. So it was the whole month of December and January. We'll go there and spend like a month and a half, two months there with them. And at day, like during the day, It was so much fun. It was the best time of our lives. Like me, my brother, and actually my cousins. used to like, I don't know how many cousins, but a lot of kids. Probably 15 to 20 kids uh, in that same house staying together, uh, playing together outside. No cars, we'll drive by. It was like an empty town Um, of only, I'll, I'll say, like 700 people. And it was so much fun but then the night will come and that's where you know the problem started because me and my brother we used to look at, at each other saying like okay kind of like we knew what was coming and you know if, if you have brothers or siblings you know that connection that you have that just by looking you know what you're thinking you don't really say it but you you know and we didn't say it because you know we're boys and we're about to be scared the whole night through so we're like so you ready he's <laughs> like yeah and then my my grandmother my grandma used to say oh look adrian and, and julian we have a i have a special room for you and you know it's like <laughs> the scariest room in the whole house and it was just me and him and she would be like oh look stay here and you know animals you could hear a whole bunch of animals outside, and uh, you know, bees, ants, bats, I don't know, you name it like any animal in a tropical uh, weather. So it used to be very, very, very scary. So at night, we, we used to go to sleep, and then it was me and him laying down, looking up. We didn't even look at each other because we were terrified. And I'll I'll be super quiet and still. One hour will go by and then he will say, are you sleeping? I'm like, no, I can't. He's like, me neither. So I was the the older brother. I had to be brave. I'll be like, okay, stand up. You go to my aunt's. I'll go to the other aunt's bed and uh, just see you tomorrow. (laughs) And we'll go to my aunt's aunt's bed and we will say like oh we're scared can you can we sleep with you she'll be like okay whatever and uh, she would let us you know sleep she was so nice but again the same thing will happen day after day like daylight will come up and we'll be like yay go out playing and then start getting dark and the same feeling over and over again you know during like every every night of the two months while we were there and so many so many times in our life, we can live like that. You know, during the day, it's all good, it's all happy. But then at night, at midnight, and I don't know what midnight looks like for you. It could be like, you know, debt, It could be uh, a problem. It could be something in your health. It could be something that is not working in a relationship. It could be something with your parents. Uh, you know, maybe at school. Maybe, I don't know. But... Sometimes in our life, we face the darkness. We face midnight. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. A guy in the Bible named Job, he said, even though he will kill me, yet I will trust in him. You know, he went through pretty difficult times. He had everything he could want. He, he had everything he could wish for. And then one day, he lost everything. He lost everything in one day. And, you know, the devil, he wanted to see Job's reaction. And he said to God, he's going he's gonna to say some things about you when we take everything away. But, you know, that day when everything happened, he said, even though he will kill me, I will trust in him. Can you say the same thing? Maybe in the difficult times, can you say, I will trust in God no matter what? Can you say, you know, when that police is pulling you over, you see the light, you're like, oh, my gosh, again. <laughs> you know, if you drive fast. If you receive that phone call that you don't want to receive, you're saying, oh, my God, I'll trust in him. You know, when you're like driving and, and that, those lights come on, you're like, oh, my gosh. No, no, no. You start praying. Right away. You know, maybe you didn't pray for like a month, but that morning, you know, when you see those likes, you start praying, interceding, applying the blood of Jesus, trying to remember. Oh, what's what's the first one? What's the second one? You, you 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 start to like um have a deeper relationship with God in those moments. But God wants us to respond the same way, Job responded he said even though and he was like you know a little hardcore he will kill me I will trust in him the important part is the second part so can you say it with me I will trust in him so go like this take your finger point it up and say I will trust in him so when darkness comes remember You need, you have to trust in God. So let me ask you, what time of the day is it for you? Is it midnight right now? Is it maybe like, you know, it's turning a little dark because you see like, you know, the days are going by. And maybe you've been praying for a husband or wife and you don't see anything. Maybe you're praying for a job and you don't see anything. Maybe you're praying for a raise. Maybe you have debt you're trying to pay and you don't see an answer. You don't see a way out. Is it midnight for you? If it is, let me tell you this message. Could save your life and could turn your life around. And you will see a miracle if you do what the word of God says. If you say, I will trust in him. Can you say it with me? I will trust in him. You know, so many times it could be really sunny outside. It could be the middle of the day. Yet still, you feel like it is the middle of the night. You just feel a dark cloud on top of you and everywhere you go it follows you and then you say oh you know everything I do comes out wrong nothing works for me you know you go to school something wrong's happening something wrong happens you go to your work something wrong happens you go to church you go to cell, something happens then you say God where are you I don't see you and that's what happened to Paul Acts chapter 16 and that's the verse I'm going to use the whole chapter Paul goes on his second missionary trip he goes to a city the city of Philippi and on his way he goes through different cities and every city he goes to something remarkable happens Something unbelievable happens. God opens ways and He sees miracles. Um, He actually um, recruits a new disciple. His name was Timothy. And He says, Wow, everything is going well. Everything's going great. Then God says, I'm going to take you to Asia. I don't want you to preach over here. I want to take you to a place um, that I want you to preach. And he, God takes him to this place. And when he, when he gets there, more miracles start to happen. Acts chapter 16 verse 5 says, So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. That sounds like he's having a good time, right? You know, he's the Apostle Paul. He's preaching and everything that is going on in his life is going well he goes to different places and the churches are growing they're strong they're they're so happy to see him he's doing pretty good you know many times in our life we go and we think oh we're doing so good and we feel like we're on the top and then one second later we just fall free fall from the top to the bottom, and we don't know what really happened. If we go to the following verses, verse 14 and 16, which, um, which is later on in the story, it says, one of those listening was a woman in the city of uh, Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple clothes. She was a worshiper of God. She was a what? A worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. So more great things are happening. This woman which apparently she had uh, money. She had a big house, wanted to host them, wanted to take care of them, bless them. And, you know, her, her whole house was baptized. Everything looked great, looked bright. Let's, let's go to the next verse. Then he said, once She was saying the truth, right? Apparently, this was a good thing. But Paul, he realized that this lady was going to become a stumbling block for many people that wanted to believe. Because, you know, he was preaching to non-Christians. He was preaching to non-Jews. So these were people that didn't really know what was happening. So he was trying to tell them. Uh, in a different way, she was, he was trying to share the gospel, but she comes and then she says, "You know, these men are, you know, the servants of the Most High." And the Bible says that he did, she did that for many days. We find we find it in the following verses, verse eighteen and nineteen says, "She kept this for many days." You know, ha- has it happened to you that a situation? happens many times until that day that you say that's enough you know your kid maybe does something until the day you say "Uh uh-uh no more your sister wearing your clothes right your brother wearing your favorite shirt and then you you find out you get mad and you say that's that's it that's enough let's stop this so Paul got to that point he became annoyed that he turned around and said to the Spirit, "In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her." And that, at that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that her hope, their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. So everything was going well, and then one girl just ruined everything for them. One girl ruin everything you know we could say that of many cases you know sometimes you know a a guy's doing good and then he sees a girl and well you know the story so what happened he knew paul knew that if he did that he was going to get in trouble because he used to do that to other christians so he knew that if he stopped the way for them to make money he will get in trouble but he said, the Bible says that Luke is, is telling us a story, and he's saying he had it, and he did something. He knew what was coming, but he didn't care that the problems was, that he was going to face, he didn't, he didn't care about it. He just wanted to do God's will. And uh, let me ask you, are you ready to do God's will? No matter what it takes, it might take some sacrifice, it might take... A little pain, but are you willing to receive the greater blessing that God wants to bring to your life? Are you ready? If we go to verse 23 and 24, then we find the key of the story, which is in verse 23 to 25. Verse 23 says, after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them into the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. It's pretty sad. But then you know that the enemy, you know, the the ones that put them in jail were afraid of them. And that's what happens when you have the power of God. The enemy is afraid of you. That's why they put them in the inner jail. Because they knew that they had the power of God. The enemy knows that you have power inside of you. The enemy knows that you have the anointing of God. That's why he's the one that is scared of you. You should not be afraid of the enemy. But the enemy should be afraid of you because you have the power of the Lord. The power of God is inside of you. Come on it says that they were severely flogged one day they were on the top then the next day they hit rock bottom but even in those situations even in that moment we see in verse 15 what happened i'm sorry verse 25 but about midnight when Paul and Silas were praying and singing imagine they were praying and singing they were in the inner cell they were severely flogged but they didn't care of what was happening they just wanted to worship God and worship Jesus even though they were in the in the darkness even though it was midnight They wanted to praise God. So let me ask you, what happens when midnight comes into your life? What do you do at midnight? What do you do when you face loneliness? What do you do when you face trouble? What do you do when you're in a problem? Do you complain? Do you start saying, God, but you know I gave everything in the offering after that message that Lorena gave. It's so good. And that video made me cry a little bit. And now this. And now, you know, I have this problem. I had this accident. Now, you know, I got the ticket. I, I And I prayed, Lord, please change the heart of this policeman and make him not give me a ticket. In the name of Jesus, amen. You still got the ticket. And then you say, Lord, but... What's happening? I went to cell. I went to church. Even though, you know, they said all those things in the news. I came. And then this happened. But you know what they did? They didn't complain. They didn't start saying, oh, you know, God, you, you don't care about me. We're out here preaching the word. I'm going to my cell. Lord, multiply the gas in my car. It's not happening, God. What's happening? You know, so many times we just rely on the fact that we're doing the right thing, expecting a miracle. But we need to rely on God. And not in our own strength. We need to rely on God saying, God, I'm going to worship you no matter what. Even if it's midnight, I'm going to worship you. Because in worship, that's where we find the power to do the miracle. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. So how do you respond after you have prayed, you have given your offerings, you gave your tithes, you attended sale. You, you know, did everything you were supposed to, but then the enemy came to change your plans, to interrupt God's purpose in your life. What do you do? What's your response? You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, but at midnight, but at midnight, they started worshiping and they started praying. Verse 25 says that at midnight they started praying and singing. Imagine, they were singing songs in that middle of the night. In the inner prison, they were singing and praying and saying, Lord, thank you because you did so many miracles in the past few days. Thank you, Lord, because you are here with us. So even even if the enemy comes to attack your life, to interrupt, to put a pause on your process, on your uh, purpose, you're going to say, I'm I'm not going to bow down to the things of the world. I'm going to bow down before God and I'm going to worship Him regardless of what, what I see right now. So if you're facing darkness... If you face a difficult time, if you face difficult news, if you face something unexpected, let me tell you, the best thing you can do is to worship Jesus, is to worship God, because there is power in worship, and worship is going to become your key. Come on, praise God. So what you do when darkness comes becomes the proof of your faith so you need to really work on your faith and say God I need I need to grow in my faith and I need to grow in my relationship with you what you do at midnight is the test of your character is the test of who you are because Paul and Silas They were there in the prison, but they were not prisoners. They were ministers of God. So even if you're in the middle of a a problem, a trial, you're not going to say, oh, that's because I am like this. That's because I'm a loser. That's because I can't. You're going to say, even though I'm in the middle of this trial, I know I am more than a conqueror because God is within me. And I know he's given me the power. Your reaction to midnight is the result of your faith. Your reaction to midnight is the result of your faith. So you, you really need to work on your faith. Because faith is seeing the things that no one else sees. But you have the power of God. You have the anointing. And you can change the circumstances through worship and to praise how many of you say amen Amen. how many of you say amen come on praise god praise god i'm i'm gonna finish with three verses well you know david comes you know david came you know the bible says that david knew how to play so david knows how to play Verse 26, it says, suddenly, say with me, "Suddenly." suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. You know, that's what happens when we praise. That's what happens when we worship. The foundations are shaken. When we praise, there is an earthquake in the spiritual world that starts changing things. From what we see to what they could be. Start changing situations from what the enemy wants you to believe to what God wants you to see through faith. So it's incredible that they were there in the middle of the prison, in the middle of the night. But then a violent earthquake happened. And it says that at once... All the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Let me tell you something. Through your worship, your chains could be broken. Through your worship and your praise, chains are going to be broken by the power of God and by the power of the blood of Jesus if you believe that there is power in worship. So I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you're going through a time of decisions. Maybe you're going through a time where you have to make decisions and you're saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. The Lord says, if you worship When you worship, chains are going to be broken. Doors are going to be open and you're going to be free. You're going to experience the miracle of God. Our worship has the power to break every chain. Say it with me. My worship has the power to break any chain. Verse 27 and 28, it says the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. It's incredible that God allowed that situation Not for Paul and Silas to be set free. But for this guy to believe that God was the God of miracles. For this guy to believe that for God there is nothing impossible. You know, in that moment. When he heard that all the prisoners were there. You know what he said? Which is unbelievable verse 29 to 31 it says the jailer called for lights rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas he then brought them out and asked sirs what, what must i do to be saved they replied believe in jesus and you will be saved you and your whole household isn't it incredible that after, you know, he was like there, he was there with the sword, ready to kill himself. They say, no, 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 don't worry, we're all here. I would say, Oof. wow, I thought you had escaped. Thank God. Wow, thank you, Lord. Or whatever, you know, they could, he could have said anything else. But you know what he said? He said, what should I do to be saved? You know what happens when you worship, when you worship, miracles start happening. And those people that before didn't really believe, they start believing and they start seeing something different in you. Because they see that you have the power of God inside of you and you're not depending on the circumstances. You're not depending on what you see. You're depending on the word of God. And people see that. People see that you're different. And you know, people are going to see that you're different. That you have something inside of you. That you have a piece of the master. You're a masterpiece. You have a piece of God inside of you. And you were created for something more than just living a day-by-day life. You were created to inspire others to believe Paul and Silas they knew they had a calling they knew they were different that's why when trouble came they didn't complain they didn't just start started talking to each other saying hey you know what it's too hard this you know thing being apostles preaching you know maybe maybe we're not we're not created for this but they looked at each other and they said, you know, what's, what's the song? What's that song that we should start singing right now? And sometimes that's the attitude that God wants. You know, when something doesn't go the way you're waiting for, the, the, that situation that you're expecting is not happening the way you want. God doesn't want you to start complaining. He wants you to start worshiping and praising. And saying, Lord, I'm going to praise you no matter what. Regardless of the outcome, I know that you have a purpose for me. You know, regardless of whatever is going on in your life, God has a plan for your life. God had a plan for Paul and for Silas. And... He said, you know, this jailer, he said, what must I do to be saved? All of those people that don't believe in God or they, or they don't believe in you, they're doubting. They're saying, oh, but you're going to that place. You're, you're still going to that church. All of those people, they're going to come one day after they see your faith and they're going to say, What should I do to get that thing that you have, that happiness, that joy? I want that for my life. I want the same thing. So don't don't worry if you're getting criticized. Don't worry if you've been laughed at to have principles or to be different. Just have the confidence that one day they will come and say, what must I do? be saved you know one day my mom was driving us home from school and it was me my brother and three more kids in the car and out of nowhere another car comes and it was just a terrible accident my mom you know got out of the car spinning several times you know didn't have seat bills back then uh, we were very little, and I—I I had the air knocked out of my. You know, it's like terrible. My brother broke his forehead with my brand new lunchbox, Superman lunchbox that I loved. He broke it. Can you believe it? First day I had it. So his face covered in blood. It was terrible scene. But my father, he received a phone call. He used to work for the Coke company, Coca-Cola, not Coke as in Coke. (laughs) You know, when when you say Coke in Colombia, it's not a good thing. So I say Coca-Cola because it's better, safer. So he went to his boss and he said, well, my family just got into a bad accident, like terrible. So I need to go check on them. He goes, he checks on everyone. We were at the hospital. We were severely injured, mostly my mom and my brother. But he goes back to work the next day, and his boss says, so what happened? And you know what he said? He said, everything, everything's fine. The car was a total loss. But thank God we were able to share the word with that older lady That was driving the other car. And thank God she was able to accept Jesus into her heart. So we're so happy. He went to work. And the boss, he kept thinking about it. And he called him to his office later. He's a, you know, one of the executives at the company. One of the managers. And he said, I don't understand That thing that you said to me this morning. I've been thinking about it the whole day. And I don't understand how your family is injured. You lose your car. But still, you're happy. And then you say, thank God we were able to pray for that other lady. And she accepted Jesus into her heart. I just can't understand what you said. It doesn't make any sense. And then he said, I need what you have. I need that because I don't, I don't have it. And I have everything. He's like, please come and share the word of God in my house this Sunday at 9 a.m. My father went. And that day, he accepted Jesus into his heart. And later on, he became one of my father's disciples and he bear much fruit you know sometimes God works in mysterious ways and he used that very simple thing and that attitude of worship to make this older guy believe it was impossible for him to believe but now because someone showed him a different way he believed So people are just expecting, they're just waiting for you to act different. So what if you go back this week to your job and then you say, I worship God because I don't have any virus in my life. I worship God because I have a job. I worship God because I have a family. In the world, people are complaining for everything. But the world is waiting for you to, to do something different and to start worshiping Jesus because of what you have, because of what God has given you. So you need to start changing your language and start worshiping instead of complaining. So many of us, we love to complain. Oh, it's hot outside. Oh, it's cold outside. Oh, the virus is happening. It's not happening. The president, the governor. God is waiting for you to say, Lord, I praise you no matter what, even... In difficult times even at midnight I will worship you even if I go through difficult times even if what I want I don't see it right now even if I don't know what to do even if I don't see an answer I know that you have a purpose for my life and I worship you so if you go through difficult times I want you to just go into your house shut the door of your room and play worship music as loud as you can and worship God to your favorite song you know what that's gonna do? that's gonna change the attitude and that's gonna cause an earthquake in your situation and everything's gonna start to change but before you change something has to change in the way you speak and in the way you talk no more complaining now You're going to start worshiping Jesus for everything that you have. Bible says, but at midnight. What are you going to do at midnight? What's going to happen when midnight comes? What's going to happen when those thoughts come to your life? Sadness, loneliness. What's going to happen when the enemy comes to tell you you're lonely? There's no one. No one cares about you. What's going to happen when you look yourself in the mirror and then you say, you know, I have nothing. I haven't done anything with my life. What's going to happen then? That's when you have to turn on your worship and say, Lord, I'm going to praise you because I know that you have a purpose for my life. It's crazy what happened after verse 32 and 33. Verse 32 says, Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. They went to his house. Verse 33. At that hour of the night. What time was it? Midnight. At the same time, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. What the enemy wanted to use to hurt them. God used the same person to heal their wounds. What the enemy wanna what he wants to use against you, God is gonna turn it for good. What the enemy wants to use for you to get confused, discouraged, fearful, God is gonna turn that situation around and God is gonna use it to build your faith, to build your tenacity, to build your testimony, to bring the courage that you have inside of you. Come on, praise God! Praise God! At that exact time, at that exact hour, God turned things around and changed, everything changed at midnight if you're going through the middle of the night if you're going through a difficult time let me tell you God is gonna turn everything around and you're gonna see the light even in the midst of darkness how many of you can say amen God wants to give you faith that defies the circumstances you know it's not about denying your faith it's about the your faith and you know they say that things may happen around you and things may happen to you but the most important things are the things that happen in you so let me ask you what's happening right here inside of you things might happen to you things might happen around you but what's gonna happen inside of you and that's decided by your worship that's defined by your worship the way you worship defines what happens inside of you i don't know if you're going through a difficult time or not but let me tell you today it's all about worship you're gonna worship god with everything that you have and you're gonna see a miracle happening around you and a miracle happening inside of you as you praise you're gonna feel how the faith your faith is gonna increase Because something is going to happen right here inside of you. Maybe you're facing difficult times. Maybe you're facing challenging times. Times of decisions. Let me tell you, God is going to do a miracle. And He's going to take your faith from the rock bottom. Now your faith is going to go to the top. And those around you are going to believe because of your faith. That's what God wanted. That's what God had planned. Because as they were praising, the Bible says that others were listening. Are you ready to be heard by others? Are you ready to share the faith? Are you ready to praise God even though you don't see an answer? I imagine Paul and Silas in that moment. Many of us, if we were there, maybe we could have said, Oh, gosh, not again. We're in jail. Maybe if it was you and me, you know, we would say the same thing we all say. Why? Why me? If we're doing the right thing. Maybe we're saying, Oh, if we were in another town maybe we had different resources if we had more money if we had another job we wouldn't be here but you know what Paul and Silas were saying they were I imagine they were talking about the miracles I imagine they were sharing and remembering all the miracles that had happened in the days prior their imprisonment they were saying remember how Timothy just joined us that was that was awesome because as we were sharing the word I saw Timothy and I saw his mom he came she came and she said please he's ready to go he wants to help you guys I'm gonna send him with you and I imagine saying there's them saying and remember that sister Lydia, she opened up her house. And now, I can't believe that we opened the first church ever in the history of the world. Our first Christian church. Can you believe it? The churches are growing. We're growing. We're seeing growth everywhere we go. That's a great miracle. And I imagine Silas saying, do you know what happened? Do you remember what happened to that girl? She used to be a slave but she's not a slave anymore because the power of jesus made her free and paul you did a good job casting out that demon out of that girl you you got a little mad but that was cool can you imagine in the middle of the night in the middle of the prison they were praising God because they were remembering the miracles so the Lord is saying to you tonight remember the good times remember the miracles remember what God has done because he's not done with you he still he still has more for you he still got more he still got more miracles that he wants to do in your life so be open and praise God because as you praise God the doors are opening in front of you so say with me worship is my key say it again worship is my key say it one more time worship is my key you know what happened as they started singing the doors of the prison started open opening can you see that in your life? As you praise God, the doors are going to open in front of you. Doors are going to open in front of you this week because of your worship. Are you ready to see those doors open? Are you ready to see those doors open? The only thing you need to do is to worship Jesus with everything you have. Thanks so much for tuning Before you go, make sure to click the follow button so you never miss what's new. We would love to connect with you. You can follow us on Instagram at G12Church and share with us how this message has impacted you. Until next time.